This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Hey everybody, welcome to Y Time. Welcome to Y Time. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so, oh, he's bored, he's tired. I'm Melanie, Nectar of the Dog's Wine, and I'm here again with Bronnie. What's going on, little man? It's uh, about 60 degrees outside, but you know, Bronnie's got his winter attire on because, well, it is the holiday time, right? Right, bud? Everybody, Merry Christmas. All right, I just woke him up from a nap, so let's put him back down. Anyway, how's everybody doing today? Hopefully well. It's, uh, yeah, it's almost the weekend, right? It's almost Christmas. And we're here again to uh, tell you a little bit about who we are, what we do, why we do what we do. And uh, let's just talk to Monica over in uh, Northridge, see what she's got going on, because she can't be here. What's going on, Monica? Not much, Mel. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers to you. Uh, How do we like our little... I love them. Mine don't, I don't have bells. You don't have lights and it's not working. I don't know. I have the movie. I have the movie quality. You don't, but that's totally okay. Yeah. (laughs) Why does he have the movie quality? (laughs) For those who don't know, go check out Step Brothers and you'll totally understand that (laughs) reference. But anyway, we're here again. And as I mentioned, we just wanted to share our week with you. This is a show about wine and dogs and dogs and wine and all that is in between. But really, wait, what's in between? Nothing. What else is there in life besides cheese? Cheese. Cheese. Crackers. Good. That's you're absolutely right on that. So we have a really fun show today. We have uh, we have Jessica Collision from Good Trainer, Good Dog Trainer, Good right? Dog Trainer, Good Dog Trainer. Because as we we talked to her a little bit earlier in the season with everybody adopting dogs, you know the shelters are being cleared, right? Uh, so people were fostering, people were adopting, and it's months later. Hopefully those dogs are still in their wonderful homes. But Jessica was sharing with us some of um the importance of why you need to train your dog, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because not everybody is an experienced dog owner, such as myself. Uh, Monica, you're a new new dog owner. And I think you actually took Jessica's class, which we can talk to her (laughs) in a little bit. But really quickly, let me just tell everybody briefly about our story and, and, you know, why we do what we do, right? Uh, I encourage you to go to our website, NectarTheDogsWine.com to learn more about it in depth. And if anybody's watching and you're a website designer, email me. Because maybe I could use some tips and tricks and pointers. Um, I have other skills. Website designer is not one of them. But um, anyway, check out our website to learn more about us. So we established this company in 2015. And it was a way to honor the dogs that passed on, our dogs, that passed on to the Rainbow Bridge. 
Now, originally there was a handful, and we'll look at them here. Uh, this was Connie and Clyde on the bottom there. Clyde and his, he was such a poser, uh, in front of the Christmas tree, and Connie's there to the left in her little summer dress. And then we had Floyd at the top. He was a little stray that we found. And, of course, our husky, Mika, who thought she was a dachshund. And then recently we just lost our little Vinny there to the right. So he's not featured on the label yet. We're looking for a new wine next year, a Zinfandel. Because we always said that when it was Vin's time, we were going to do a, a Zin Vin. We just didn't think it'd be so soon. But nonetheless, that's why the company was started. And uh, we give 10% of our wine sales to dog rescue organizations. So that is, that's our mission. We're dedicated. I love it, <laughs> I love it too. You know, there's, there's so much wine out there. Obviously, we're not the first and we won't be the last. But you know that when you drink with us, you're drinking for a great cause. Because as I mentioned, we do donate 10% of our sales to various dog rescue organizations. Specifically to our Heart and Paw Partners, a new program that we started this year. And Monica is going to talk a little bit in the next segment about what that is all about. But yes, we are dedicated to supporting dog rescue. So cheers sip with us for a cause always <laughs> you know what i, forgot I have a question to... for you mel sorry yes tell me what, what's the question, mm -hmm. question. did you have lunch today <laughs> did i does it seem that i didn't have lunch today um <laughs> it seems like your lunch was maybe whatever bottle of wine you opened <laughs> Thanks a lot, Monica. Uh, I had a late <laughs> breakfast. I had a late breakfast. And um, yeah, I think I do need to eat lunch. But yeah. Well, just so you know, I didn't have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so. you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we'll get there. That's all right. That's, but, that's um, what makes this show so special. That's what makes this show so special. You're, that was a lot of S's in one sentence. I think I managed to do that. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> I mentioned we're going to be talking to Jess, Jessica Clesian, and she's a dog trainer. Monica, did you know? Probably not. <laughs> that the six easiest dogs, six easiest dogs to train, according to the information I just found on the website, um, or I should say Google, uh, six easiest Google dogs never to train. Lies. <laughs> it never lies. I, I looked at a couple different ones, but Border Collie, yeah. Poodle, okay. a Miniature yeah. Schnauzer, a Labrador mm. Retriever, a German Shepherd, okay. and, and a Bearded Collie. That's what they say that the six easiest dogs to train are. Bearded Collie. I don't think I've ever heard of that breed. I, I don't. That's a beard. That's a, I mean, Labrador Retriever and German Shepherd totally make sense yeah. because Labradors, you see... Um, a lot of times as service dogs in German shepherds or um, canines, uh, right? Uh, with police. Yeah. With police. Yeah. So that makes sense. The other. So uh, here, that's a okay. surprise. There's easy dogs to train, and then there's hard dogs to train. Oh, gosh. Let's I, I swear that I thought that the miniature dachshund was going to be on the hardest dog to train, but this is what I found. The six hardest dogs to train are beagles, related to dachshunds, but uh, a roddy. Rottweilers, uh, okay. Siberian, Siberian Husky. They probably just, yeah. you know, that okay. maybe dog sledding they'd be good at, but other things maybe not so much. Um, a Basset Hound. So that's also All right. a hound they seem group. Lazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it said. It was lazy. Um, a Sharpay and the Afghan Hound. Afghan Hound. I don't know what an Afghan Hound is, but um, the Sharpay also seems like it would be a lazy dog <laughs> to me. Um, uh, the Siberian Husky. So Jessica actually has a Siberian Husky and she's had multiple and they are a little, they're a little wild. 
but she's a dog trainer. So hers, I think, are the most well-behaved Huskies that I've ever met. Well, I can't wait to hear what Jessica has to say, but why don't we take a sip of wine and we'll come back and talk uh, to her in a few. Welcome back to Wine Time. You know, you can explore our entire selection of wines on our website, NectarOfTheDogsWine.com. And uh, remember that 10% of all of our sales go back to our various Heart and Paw partners. Monica's going to tell us a little bit more about that in a second. But Monica, what are you drinking today? Because I know we're not drinking nectar. That's right. Well, you know, we got to stop dipping into that inventory and sell some of that wine, right? Yes, yes. Um, Today, I'm drinking um, Hive and Honey. Gewürztraminer, because you know how much I love to say Gewürztraminer. <laughs> Especially after a few glasses of wine. I do. Lo- I of do. Of course. Know. Yes. You know, and we have our Three Dogs White. That's um, mostly a Viognier blend, but it has some Gewürztraminer in it. And I was just curious. You know, I've never had a 100% Gewürztraminer. So I thought I'd give it a try and just, you know, see what it was like. Um, this one is, um, like I said, Hive and Honey. It's Monterey County Estate Vineyard. Mm-hmm. So it's a California wine. It is, I know there's a, a couple of different uh, varieties of Gewürztraminer. There's one that's more dry and there's one that's more sweet. This one's a little bit more on the sweeter side. So you probably wouldn't like it, but I actually kind of like it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you know, I uh, there's a couple of Gewürztraminers that I really do. No, yeah, hold on. We were uh, here with our translator app and trying to properly pronounce Gewürztraminer. Gewürztraminer, I think that's what it Pretty came good. out. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, I do. I like a Verdstromina. I like the drier ones. There's a couple of uh, ones that I really do like. Uh, Chateau Montalena makes a really, really nice one. And then we were just at Firestone, I don't know, a few weeks back, and they had a nice one as well. So mm-hmm. I do. It's, it's a nice spicy wine. Um, you know, I have my little handy dandy book here, and it says yeah, that it, say? it says that the highly aromatic wines. Uh, from this spicy variety are full-bodied whites that can be dry or sweet, like you just mentioned. And that Gewürztraminer is one of the few wines that will go with spicy food. So hmm. maybe we have to try with some spicy stuff. Yeah, mine says here, try a dry Gewürztraminer with dim sum, Vietnamese cuisine, pot stickers, and dumpling soup. Very interesting. So some suggestions. Some suggestions. Well, I, in my lovely little... Um, Reindeer, reindeer glass, that's, reindeer. That's I, beautiful. <laughs> I bring it, I you know, break this out like obviously in the holidays. So I am drinking a rosé from Binom, and this is a 66% Grenache, uh, 34% Cab Ooh. Sauve rosé. Now, Binom is one of the wineries that we visited when we were in Lodi, a cup, no, sorry, uh, Paso, Are you Paso sure? Robles. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute, wrong one. No, we were in Paso Robles uh, a few weeks back. And this was one, you know, with COVID, you have to make reservations for all your wine tastings. So we came across this one uh, on a recommendation from John Shaw, uh, who we work with at Almasol Winery. And so these are brothers, they're French brothers and uh, beautiful wines. We had this tasting at 10 o'clock in the morning. You told me about this one. Yeah. And what do I always say that if you have to ask if it's too early to drink wine, you're an amateur and we can't be friends. Can't be friends. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I've, you know, done hundreds of wine tastings. I know that's, is that a good or a bad thing? A hundred? Hundreds? That's a lot. 
It was a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But, well, you know, and lot. you're so young, so I don't know how you <laughs> squeeze all those in. A lot, a uh, lot of, a <laughs> lot of tastings. So we we were there at ten o'clock in the morning, and I was really impressed. Normally, when you do tastings, you know, you start with the whites, and then you go to the rosés and the reds. But Arno. Yeah who was taking us through the tasting, uh, really impressed with it. And he started us with the reds and we were all That's like, interesting. It was totally interesting. And he explained it with his French accent. I think when you explain anything in a French accent, you totally just like, okay, sure. Whatever you say. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, can you he, hear it now? Yeah, I don't think I'm that good. We'll have to, maybe he can be on the show. <laughs> Okay. So he said that uh, um, when you start with the reds, by the time you get to the whites, your taste buds have opened up a little bit more and you're able to enjoy the whites and the rosé uh, differently. So Interesting. We, it was, and we did. It sounds very fresh. It was very French. But, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned in previous episodes, we actually are members of quite a few wine clubs. No, I, you don't say. <laughs> I don't say, but I, I joined this one because I was so impressed. Number one with their wines and uh, just, yeah, their whole operation. So maybe we'll uh, be able to partner with them on some future bottlings. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to trying some of your shipments when they arrive. I'm sure you'll let me know and invite me over. <laughs> of course I will. So let's get into it. Yeah, it's a beautiful wine. Very crisp. 100% stainless. Uh, very nice for, you know, this time of year. Rosé is great any time of year. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds really good. But I let's try it. Put a cork in it. Save some for me. <laughs> I'll bring it over later. <laughs> let's um, talk about our Heart and Paw partner program so we can talk to yeah. Jess here. Yeah. So our Heart and Paw program, um, these are our core rescues that we work with um, throughout the year. You know, as you know, Nectar of the Dogs Wine, our mission is to continually support dog rescues. So these are our partners. Um, you know, they love dogs just like we do and they also love wine so we have very similar audiences um so it's just a really great way for us to share each other's messages and love for dogs and wine and uh you know everyone's wins win you know we we share their message they share ours everyone drinks great wine and everyone's happy and we you get to give money back to the rescue so they can continue to do their great work they love it we love that. Well, our next guest, uh, Jessica Collegian, good dog trainer. She's not really a rescue, but, you know, with everything that's happening, there's so many people out there fostering, adopting. Everybody is just bringing dogs into their lives. And maybe you haven't had a dog before. You're not an experienced dog owner, such as myself and now you, Monica. But Jessica, uh, you know, she's a dog trainer and it's super important. So without further ado, let's just bring her on and see what she's got to say about dog training in the time of COVID right now. Jessica, how are you? Cheers. Hi, Jess. Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? Well, good. we have wine and dogs. We're great. <laughs> considering considering the world's circumstances. Yes. Wait, exactly. you can't you can't say cheers and not have a drink, so. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> mm. bad luck. So Jess, we had you on in the springtime when, you know, the world was just uh, starting to, I guess, not even understand, but we were all just in the world of COVID, which we still are just a few months later. But we talked to some different organizations and we were understanding that there were a lot of rescues that were, the shelters are just being cleared, right? So there was a lot of, not, um, a lot of new dog owners, uh, whether they're fostering or adopting, and you know, we were talking about the importance of, of dog training. So what has been happening in your world now with, we're still in COVID. Tell us a little bit about what's been happening. 
Um, well, I've been seeing a lot of new dog owners, just like you said. You know, we've all been home, so everybody's thinking, hey, let's get a dog. Let's get a puppy. It's great timing, right? Um, which it truly is. It's it's great to be able to spend a lot of time with a new dog or puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also, you know, some challenges that that can pose. <laughs> you know, we're all home all the time. And we were talking earlier about how it's really important to continue training your puppy to be home alone, even though we're all still home. So I'm seeing a lot of that. You know, some clients are telling me, we've been home for six months and we haven't left the puppy once. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, boy, <laughs> oh, some problems in the future, certainly. So I'm trying to encourage people to really make that part of their intentional training. Everyone has to leave the house together and leave the puppy home alone for short periods of time so that the puppy can be calm and confident and be okay being alone or else, you know, we're possibly, you know, seeing a lot of separation anxiety in the future, which can be a really big problem. So, right, right. You know, yeah, I'm experiencing that right now. Sorry, Belle. (laughs) With, with McAdoo, since we're always home, um, he gets really nervous when we're leaving. He senses that we're leaving and, and he's like right at the door to make sure that we're taking him with him, with us and not leaving him. Um, so yeah, you're right. We, We need to get better about leaving him at least for short periods of time. Right. right. And that's yeah. what I've been encouraging people to do. Tire your puppy out first. Maybe some fun, some training, some play in the house or a walk in the neighborhood if you're comfortable doing so. When your puppy or dog is about ready to take their usual nap anyways, that's a good time to put them in their crate or their pen or a safe room wherever they stay. Give them a yummy bone or a treat filled Kong and then go out. It doesn't have to be long, 30 minutes, an hour, but they've got to learn to be self-sufficient and be okay on their own or you're going to have a much bigger problem in the future for sure. At least several times a week. Try it. It's really important. You know, I... (laughs) She did. Maybe not working so well. That's a good point. I guess people just, they, you know, they're working from home. They're doing school from home. um, And so you're just like, well, I'm just going to be home with my puppy. And I I really probably wouldn't even think that that would be bad, uh, you know, for um, a younger pup. So that's that's a really great point. I guess that's why you're a dog trainer and we're not. Of course, (laughs) our dogs, that's great that we're able to right now. But yeah, those first few months, even I was thinking, gosh, I need to leave my dogs alone. We've all been here. You know, they're going to get really out of practice of us leaving. So it's important. You know, we are going to hopefully have normal lives again soon, someday. Um, So we need to be able to go to the doctors, go to dinner, go to places where our dogs can't go. Um, The other suggestion I've been making to people a lot, too, is get your dogs out in the car as much as possible. Mm -hmm. A lot of these puppies don't go anywhere either. They're just at home. And we want them to learn to ride in the car nicely, calmly, confidently, not freak out in the car, not get car sick. So even if you just put them in the car and go for a ride around the block, around the neighborhood, you don't even have to go anywhere if you're not comfortable doing so. But they need to be comfortable and confident riding in the car, too. That's important also. Well, our dogs, one dog now, but both dogs, yeah, they love, well, they love camping. So they spend a lot of time in the car. But, uh, you know, we're going to take a break here in just a second. But before we go now, does that apply to puppies or just kind of, you know, dogs from puppy to maybe two or? All of the above, but especially puppies, because I think a lot of times puppies just associate going in the car with going to the vet for a vaccine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really that you're having <laughs> Are too. Hey, we go to the park, or hey, we just go to the store. So yeah, that's definitely important for all ages, certainly. 
Good to know. Good to know. All right. Well, ladies, why don't we take a sip of wine and we're going to come back in a second. I have a couple of um, other questions for Jess. And um, yeah, so stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Wine Time. Uh, Wine Time is presented by uh, us, Nectar of the Dogs Wine. You can tune in live each Thursday at 5 p.m. Explore more about the show. Uh, Head over to phoenixmedia.us backslash wine time. Big shout out to Mendelmax Studios for bringing this to life. Thank you guys very much. And so, Jessica, I wanted to ask a question. Uh, We were talking about puppies in the previous segment, but I have a senior dog. I have Brawny here. We maybe can look at a shot of Brawny here sleeping with his little snuggly there he is (laughs) he was sleeping (laughs) (laughs) he was sleeping he's got it's you know it's 55 degrees outside but he's got his little um scarf and his sweater but he just recently (laughs) he's like why did you wake me up he just recently lost his brother of uh, gosh 11 years you know when Bronny came into the family we were a pack of five then we were a pack of three and then him and uh vinnie been best buds forever so i was just noticing and i we were discussing earlier i can't leave him alone right we're talking about separation anxiety and he's obviously never had that but um you were saying that it's it takes time for dogs to adjust right dogs are creatures of habit yeah absolutely i mean his routine has been altered quite a bit losing his brother that he's always been with that's tough you know it's really hard they are they're such creatures of habit that any small change in routine sometimes can be really really a big deal for them, you know, and us too. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you can practice leaving him alone, if you need to, you know, I think that would be a good idea as well. I mean, he's what, 12, you said? <laughs> he no, is 13. Two. And we actually, we installed a little doggy cam uh, because Todd was telling me that when I leave, when I leave, he howls and he cries. I mean, even if Todd is at Aww, home, he's he just, it's just me. And so, you know, I feel guilty and I, I, Yes, I'm home now, but obviously I have to do things. <laughs> go to the grocery store, go to the doctor. Um, so we're wondering if we should bring another another member into the family, or if we yes. should if we should leave him in his golden years. I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Do you have any advice on that? Well, I think it depends on the dog. I mean, does he enjoy the company of other dogs, or was it just Vinny he enjoyed? You know, some dogs don't really enjoy other dogs necessarily. He might just enjoy <laughs> time with you guys. Um, I would maybe try it out first with another dog. I certainly don't Foster. think he'd really enjoy a puppy. So maybe an older dog. Um, right. I don't know. You're doing some fostering, then you're not locked into adoption <laughs> if Bronny's like, I don't really like this guy, you know, um, something like that. But it's up to you guys if, if you think that would be a good thing for him. I know he's always lived with other dogs, so maybe he would enjoy it. Um Okay, good, good, good to, I know, look, he's just like, I'm going to just, he definitely wants another brother. (laughs) He really looks like, (laughs) huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's, we've been taking that into consideration because he definitely, uh, he was the alpha of the pack and, you know, he's not the, he wasn't, I don't want to say, he just, he had his, his moments, but uh, yeah, that's why we're kind of like, definitely, I think fostering might be the way to go just because I wouldn't want to bring something into his world that would stress him out, but I think he would benefit from from that. Like, um, we already know McAdoo gets on his nerves. <laughs> he, he loves Isla. 
Um, so thank you for that. We'll, we'll see what happens. But tell us a little bit about how you are doing your training now that we're still in the world of COVID. Uh, I'm sure things have obviously changed, right? They have, yeah. But there are a lot of people out there that need some training help. So, you know, I've been still offering some individual training. I just simply ask that everyone wears masks. We meet outside as much as possible, um, which everyone, of course, is fine with, with of course. Um, I am doing some group classes. Not a lot of trainers are, but I know that the dogs definitely need to get around one another. Again, keeping the classes outside, keeping them small. Um, these are some pre-COVID pictures. See, no masks. Wow. <laughs> what a concept. Um, but there's lots of things that you can do with your, your dogs to get them out and about if you're comfortable doing so. I have some clients who are comfortable with still getting their dogs out into shopping centers and, you know, going into local Petco's or Home Depot or things like that. It's important for your dog to get out and see some people. I was just working with a client yesterday and we, we were working in a shopping center by a Home Goods and there were 20 or so people out in line in front of Home Goods and she said, this is the most people my d puppy has ever seen, you know, <laughs> and the dog did great, but definitely a lot for the puppy because the puppy had never seen that many people. Uh, so if you're comfortable doing so, just walking around a shopping center with your dog would be great. Uh, having them sit and be well behaved while you stop and talk to your neighbor from across the street, uh, whatever you're comfortable doing, but they need to get out and, and not go nuts just like us. So it's important. Right. So Magadoo took one of Jessica's classes, which you saw pictures there. Oh, people don't know that that's my dog, but the blood dog of Macadoo took some of Jessica's classes. And he I is, know that that's Macadoo. And look how cute. He just looks so like, I mean, how could he be afraid of Bronny? He's like totally bigger than I Bronny. Know. But He's a good boy. And he, he learned a lot from Jessica's classes. He's very well behaved. But we're still working on um, the walking and not um, getting too excited when we, we bumped into neighbors who also have dogs, he gets so excited. He loves other dogs and um, almost pulls my arm off because he just wants to run around and play. Oh, that's hard. I think that's common for any young dog. I mean, well, most. I'm glad he's he's happy and wants to see them. Some dogs, you know, yeah. the other ones see dogs, but <laughs> he's very social <laughs> and he say hi, which is great. You've just got to continue to work on his manners, having him sit. And quite honestly, I think that the good thing about this is distance is the key usually for that type of situation. You probably find that McAdoo's okay if you talk to someone from across the street, but maybe yeah. not 10 feet in front of you. So since we're all supposed to be social distancing anyways, you can keep your distance from people, work on having your puppy sit while you're saying hello from across, you know, <laughs> down or whatever the case may be. But Try and give them as much space. That might help you get more control if you've got a little yeah. more distance. But if it's right up on you, you know, around the corner, I'll forget it. You know, all bets are off. I'm sure he's going to be super excited. So <laughs> he gets super excited. Like when we see somebody from across the street, he just freezes and just stares <laughs> and makes whimpering sounds like, oh, I just want to go over and play. <laughs> it's Monica, very cute. But is he still eating the leashes or did he move on to other things? He stopped eating the leashes, but now he's moved on to the succulents in the backyard. <laughs> Didn't he eat an ornament the other day? He did. He did. Yes. We lost one ornament. Oh, it's his first <laughs> Christmas. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to put presents under the tree because uh, I don't know what's going to happen to those. <laughs> what do you do, Jeff? Do you put the presents under the tree? I do not. Not because of my dogs, but just so the kids don't shake them and things. I usually don't bring them out until Christmas morning. <laughs> She's got teenagers now. 
I remember when I was a teenager, I was really good at like, you know, taking the tape yes, off and like peeking. That's what and my brother and I used to do too, <laughs> always. We oh my gosh. All the spots and then, you know, <gasps> oh my gosh, I got a bike. <laughs> and your parents are like, uh-huh, right. Like you didn't know that you, yeah. Think you're so smart when you're a teenager, you know but no. You can try with the tree a little trick that I did when Tioga was little. I sprayed the lower end of the Christmas tree, like the bottom, with yeah. a smell he didn't like, and he oh. stayed away. Because Ty doesn't like the smell of lavender for some reason, but I have some yeah. clients vinegar and water in a spray bottle and you just kind of spray it around and the dogs will walk by and go, ooh, that doesn't smell good. Yeah, I've got to spray all kinds of things and see what McAdoo doesn't like. <laughs> That's a good tip. Thank you. So Jessica, tell us uh, where can people find you? I don't think that we have a slide in this, but uh, if people are in need of a dog training session, where can they go to find you? Uh, they can always find me through my uh, website. It's gooddogtrainer.net. Um, I am largely in, you know, the San Fernando Valley area here, but I do also offer Zoom sessions for people who are out of the area. If they want to discuss some dog problems online, we can do that or via the phone too, whatever they're comfortable with. Uh, but yeah, my website is probably the best way or my Facebook page, Good Dog Trainer on Facebook too. So very way. good. Um, you know, let's just, this show is about dogs and wine, right? So we were just talking about dogs. So let's talk a little bit about wine. Jessica, you are a wine club member and I just took you your, Yay. yes. So uh, have you had a chance to try the new Three Dogs White 2019 edition? Not yet. I'm <laughs> it is waiting. Chris was excited when that, that arrived. So we're, we're holding on to that for a good meal. Yay. So yeah. Well, a good meal what for are you us making for dinner tonight is Beth? like Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to think of something. I don't know. <laughs> what do you suggest with the dog? Yeah. Hmm. Well, since we just mentioned that Gewurztraminer uh, goes with some spice, although this is predominantly VNA with a uh, 18% Gewurztraminer, I don't know. I find that it goes well with um, pretty much anything. Monica. Yeah, pretty much anything. I mean, it's very versatile. Um, I mean, seafood, chicken, pork, mac and cheese. <laughs> Who doesn't love mac and cheese? Yeah, uh, I, mac I mean, and it's cheese. yeah, definitely a lighter wine. Uh, this one actually is 14.1% ABV versus the 2017, which is 13.8. So a little bit more um, alcohol. But yeah, no, I find it just goes really well with, you know, like... Again, anything, but maybe not steak. Not so much. Might be a little bit light for that, for the heavier, but, you know, teach his own. Good to know. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jessica, it's been really great to see you again. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever it is that you and uh, every, you can never be too, like, PC, right? Um, it's just, no. it's a holiday season, so it should be time for happiness and joy wine and dogs and uh, but it was really great to catch up with you jessica and um try that wine and let us know when you need more <laughs> and thank you we'll guys thanks Jess. we'll send everybody your way when uh, they're looking for a dog trainer great thank you appreciate it Good to see you again. So, Monica, we are Merry Christmas. We're going to come back in a little bit and talk about some other fun facts, dogs, wine, all that good stuff. But why don't we have a sip and stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back.
And we are back. We are Nectar of the Dogs Wine. Glad you're sticking with us. It was really great to talk to Jessica and all her dog training tips. Monica, it's, she is the best. Yeah. And I hope that, um, I hope that McAdoo continues on with his training. You know, one thing that we, people may not understand. Yeah. You go to a dog trainer, you learn to train your dog, but it really becomes the responsibility of the owner. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes. It's been a lot of, a lot of work. I mean, just teaching him how to walk on a leash is a lot of work for me, (laughs) which is, I didn't expect, but, um, yeah, it's definitely about the owner, but Jessica's taught me a lot, That's and good. I think McAdoo is benefiting. I remember when I had Connie and Clyde, right, when I was in my younger years, I would say, and it's I, my first... So yesterday? <laughs> yesterday. It was just last <laughs> week. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know much about dogs, and thankfully they were small little wiener dogs, but I remember going to a dog training class, and then... They graduated, but then maybe I didn't graduate. So I actually had a personal trainer come in and train my dogs. And um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think they they ended up being okay. You know, they lived to be 16 and 17 years old. So um, I didn't really teach them any new tricks as they were old older dogs. But I just Um, (laughs) I just have to say I did teach McAdoo how to shake. That was the first thing I taught him how to do. And I'm very proud about that. Is he really good at it? He's very good at it. In fact, I tell him to sit and he immediately is like, okay, shake. <laughs> Treat. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know. Yeah. It's funny. Well, you know, when you have a dachshund, they're already low to the ground. So yeah. teaching them to sit is kind of, it was kind of weird. But I remember <laughs> when Mika came into the family, when Todd and I met, uh, and he had Mika so well trained. I mean, she was oh, just. I miss Mika. She was so good. I miss Mika too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she just, uh, she was a shake and she was a sit. And I think she might have taught the dachshunds a couple of tricks, you know, as they all were in their pack. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, Vinny used to be a good, like, for the carrots and the blueberry, he'd be like, shake, shake, shake. <laughs> What do you want me to do? I'll do it. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Sit any, down. Does, uh, does McAdoo do like any kind of circle dance? Sometimes. Not not too often. I remember that Clyde was a circle dancer and then Vinny was like a total circle dancer. Bronny, not so, <laughs> he just, no, no, no. He's like, just uh, give it to me, lady. Just, yeah. He's, uh, you know, now that he's the solo, I'm just kind of really, well, I always pay attention to what they do, but he's just got his little quirky little things like getting up at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Seriously, how does this dog have so much energy in the morning? I don't know. Wait, I don't know. Energy? Every time I see that dog, he's sleeping. <laughs> well, it's five in the morning. He runs in the kitchen, like, feed me. And then he does this little happy dance. Maybe I'll have to have Todd create a video so you can. Yeah, he does more than just sleep. Yeah, I don't in believe it. Here. <laughs> well, why don't we tell everybody about our wines uh, so that we can maybe encourage people to go on our website and buy wines? Because, you yeah. know, it is. Yeah. Of course, yes, because, you know, every time you buy a bottle of wine, that's money in our um, Heart and Pop partners' pockets. So, you yes. know, we want to support them. So please enjoy our Nectar of the Dogs wines. We have six varietals, Mel, is that right? Yes. We have the Malbec on here now. We have the Rosé Malbec, which you can't see, but um, that is in low quantity, but it is still available. Yes. Um, otherwise... We have our CCF and Murphy, our red blend um, from Paso Robles. It scored 90 points with wine enthusiasts and the tasting panel, um, which is fantastic. 
Um, it's a beautiful red blend. So I highly recommend that one. And then um, we have our 2017 Three Dogs White. It is our white blend, um, predominantly Viognier, 18% Gewurztraminer, and just a teeny tiny bit of Musket Canelli. That scored 92 with the tasting panel, which is amazing. And um, our rosé, um, like I said, we do have a rosé of Malbec, but here you have featured our rosé of Pinot Noir, 87 points with wine enthusiasts. It's a great rosé, um, semi-dry, light-bodied, super delicious, really great with ice cream and peanut butter. Um, that's <laughs> a whole other story that I didn't get into last time, but um, if you need a pairing for that, there it is. And then our 2015 Chardonnay Unoaked. It's crisp yet full-bodied and has a really nice creamy finish. 86 points with wine enthusiast. And then, of course, our brand new 2019 Three Dogs White. It's a similar blend to the 2017, but just a little bit of a different flavor profile. It's very good, very yummy. Highly recommended. All of our wines they bring. Very versatile, very easy drinking. Um, You'll have a hard time picking out your favorite. That's true. I know you I just, do. Yeah, I do too, right? People ask me all the time, what's your favorite? And I don't know. I just, I, I run the gamut. And that's, you know, the beauty yeah. of, of what we're doing. Um, we're not, uh, we don't own a vineyard, but we are finding and sourcing the best wines in the Central Coast and the Central Valley of California. So as you mentioned, our wines do come from Santa Barbara County, Lodi, and Paso Robles, or Paso Robles, depending on <laughs> if you can do that or not. Uh, but, you know, we yeah, we work with boutique wineries and we find the best wines to bottle to bring to you. You know, wine. Who are some of the wineries that you have worked with, Mel? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas and Llewellyn, Almasol, uh, Cantara. And, um, you know, I, I'm researching a few other ones in uh, Lodi and, and Paso. As I mentioned, we're looking for a Zinfandel. So we're, we're trying to find a, a really good one for that for our Vinny. Ooh. But that's. That's just, you know, that's that's the fun of it. That's what we do. Um, you should know because you help when we yeah. try to select our new it, varietals. It, it's definitely a, a fun part of being in the business. It's a tough job. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. Uh, but I'm really, we're looking next year. Hopefully, you know, we get the vaccine. Things are a little bit back to normal. But our plan is to try to obviously find a Zinfandel. We'd like to do a red blend. Uh, I'm looking to do another uh, incarnation of the Three Dogs White. And I'd really love to try to find a new Chardonnay. Maybe um, maybe a dry Riesling. Maybe another Sauvignon Blanc. I don't know. We're just. That'd be nice. Right. Yeah, something, something different. You know, uh, uh, people sometimes think that wine can be really snobby or they don't understand it. And I guess maybe I'm the same way about beer, right? There's a lot of craft beer, a lot of things out there. Yeah. Um, you know, Todd is a, a beer drinker. I believe Mark and, you know, our friend Keith. I just, I I don't like beer. <laughs> and, um, but maybe that's how some people feel about wine, right? That it, it's intimidating yeah. and, yeah. yeah. But we try to just make it so that it's very easy drinking, very approachable, um, but it's still very good quality, right? Because I think we always said that we we drink a lot of our wine and we love to drink really great wine. So that's what we yes. want to bottle. Well, my favorite quote from you personally was, <laughs> you know, you taste everything before you bottle it because if no one buys the wine, somebody has to drink it and you're not going to drink bad wine. This and that completely makes sense to me. So. Well, I'm glad that you're on board with that, uh, <laughs> director of PR and wine club member yourself. But um, people may be wondering why we're wearing ears. 
Probably not. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, it's December. <laughs> it's that it's that time of year, you know, the the year of giving, right? Or the season of giving, yeah. I should say. And it's been a tough year for a lot of people. Um, there's just no way around it. But yeah, wine makes a great gift, does it not? It does make a great gift and an even better gift when it gives back as a portion of our proceeds does go back to our Heart and Paw Rescue Partners. Obviously, there's not going to be probably as many holiday dinners or as many holiday parties this year, but you know that people are still out there in their little in their little safe pods, I should say. So we actually have gotten uh, quite a few orders this last uh, couple of weeks, I should say. We have a special yeah. right now um, where you can try our entire portfolio of wine. The six bottles is 20% off. You just have to go to the website and enter... Monica? What's the code? Heart and Paw. <laughs> heart 20? and Paw 20. Heart and Paw 20. Yeah. <laughs> I got <laughs> it, of, but it's the at symbol. It's the, um, or the ampersand. Is that what it's called? The ampersand. Very good. It's actually, no, yes, Heart and Paw 20. If you go to the website, you'll see it. But again, when you drink with us, you're drinking for a great cause. And, you know, there's a lot of wine out there. Totally get it. We drink other wines besides our own, but we just want to try to spread some joy, spread some, uh, spread some cheer and give back in the season of giving. So when you buy and enjoy our wine, you know that you're, you're helping that cause. So we've mentioned that you can go to our website, nectarofthedogswine.com, but what else, Monica, where else can they find us? (laughs) Well, of course you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Nectar of the Dogs Wine. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel. So if you've missed any of our previous Wine Time episodes, they're all up there. We have some other really cute videos to check out from some previous events that we've done pre-COVID, obviously. Um, But that's always a a fun thing to do is just, you know, watch all the fun, all the dogs and everyone enjoying our wines. And um, and if you want to join us here on Wine Time or partner with us, uh, you can reach out to Melanie or I at Melanie at NectarTheDogsWine.com or Monica at NectarTheDogsWine.com. I love it. Monica, we have a little bit of time left. Now, we've been trying to get this fun fact on the air. So what is it? What is it? I've been holding on to this one for a while. (laughs) All right. Christmas present to all. Go. Yes, the whole the whole the whole transition from the first time I was gonna use it was we were drinking Napa wines. Now we're not today, but um, Melanie, did you know? No, I did not. That Napa only produces about four percent of California's total harvest. Shocking. Shocking. 4%. I mean, you would think because Napa is so well known, you know, probably more well known than the Paso and maybe Temecula, some of the Santa Barbara County, Lodi, but really only 4%. Yes. Well, so let me tell you who's the biggest producer in California. Who is that? Central Valley. Ah, where our wines come from. The Central Valley. Yes. But it's, it's much larger. So if you look at a map, you know, Napa and Sonoma County, they're they're pretty small up there in Northern California, where the Central Valley really spans from, like you said, like Santa Barbara County, all the way up to like Lodi, which is a little bit more north. Well, we love that. And thank you for finally sharing that fun fact, Monica. I'm finally just really happy to finally get that off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been another fun episode. So I'm glad that we were uh, able to talk to Jessica. We'll be back next week i think with uh, a couple of different guests so cheers everybody have a wonderful weekend and may dogs continue to bless your life cheers mon cheers Happy holidays.
Happy holidays. Happy holidays.